So this one is also from r slash no sleep. And this takes place in a McDonald's <gasps> drive through Oh, okay. I'm scared because there's like McDonald's everywhere and I don't want this to make me not like nuggets. I know. <laughs> I know, right? Same. So the post is, I work the night shifts at an isolated McDonald's drive through Welcome to the BBT Podcast. I'm Becca. And I'm Quilly. We're friends that are just trying to be better together. Join us to hear about what it's like to be in between Gen Z and millennial identities. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the BBT Pod. Today starts our spooky October series. You can tell we're both wearing (laughs) DIY squid game costumes. Because everyone's obsessed with Squid Game. We're obsessed with Squid Game. So we just had to put on something to represent. Today, we're going to be reading some spooky stories that we found on the internet. And we're going to share them with each other and react to them. Spooky. (laughs) We're gathered around the campfire and we're ready to dive in to some spooky stories, some paranormal activity, some urban legends, and just overall scary content. Before we get into our fireside fright stories, we have some trigger warnings. Warning, the following content contains information that could make some people upset. It includes spooky stuff, Violence, death, violence, paranormal activity. Yeah, possibly some uh, graphic descriptions of situations. So if you easily get scared, can't sleep, and don't want to put yourself through this, feel free to skip this episode and watch our previous episode, which is family friendly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Quilly, for those trigger warnings. And with that, we are ready to get right into it. All right. Becca, are you ready? Let's begin. I am ready. So we're going to start off with some stories that Becca and I both found from I'm a search and rescue officer for the U.S. Forest Service. I have some stories to tell. Yes, this is a Reddit post. Uh, it was posted on r slash no sleep, which is a spooky Reddit sub th- subreddit. And um, yeah, I, someone compiled it and posted it on Creepypasta. So you can go on Creepypasta and find it on there also. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Yeah. It's very long. It's like eight parts. Mm-hmm. So. And we've just picked some interesting bits to share with you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's begin with the first one. So this is from the author's point of view. By pure coincidence, I got to talk to another veteran, PB, who's been in the search and rescue SAR field for years. We were partnered on a grid sweeping during a training exercise, and we were chatting casually about how we like the job, what kind of things we've seen, and the like. At one point, we passed an old set of stairs. Though these were probably from an old fire lookout given the area that we were in, I sort of casually mentioned that I was curious about the stairs and that I wish I knew more about them. He got kind of quiet 
and I looked like he wanted to tell me something, but wasn't sure if he should. Finally, he told me to turn my radio off. Obviously, this is something we are never ever supposed to do, but he did the same. Dun dun dun. About seven years ago, he tells me he was on a call with a rookie. They were in an area of the park that had a lot of strange reports and events. Disappearances, stories about lights in the forest, odd noises, things like that. The rookie was totally spooked, kept going on and on about things out in the woods. Becca, what do you think are in the woods? Scary things. It's hard to it's hard to say. It's like there's a lot of stuff there. Hagrid? <laughs> Gr- What's his brother's name? Grop? Grop? Grop. Uh, the hippogriff? Yeah. The hippogriff, Buckbeak. yeah. Buckbeak. You can probably find Buckbeak along with some werewolves. Yeah, Buckbeak's there. Some werewolves. Um, what are the ones that are like half horse? Centaurs? I don't know what they're called. Yeah, centaurs. There hey, we go. Yeah, some not centaurs. spooky like stairs. Actually, speaking of centaurs, dude. According to PB... The guy wouldn't stop talking about the goat man. Just on and on. Goat man this and goat man that. Finally, I told him that there was plenty else to be afraid of out here that was very real and that he better get over this thing with the goat man. The rookie wanted to know what kinds of things I was talking about and I just told him to shut up and walk. We crested a little ridge and there was a staircase about 10 yards ahead. The rookie stops dead in his tracks and just stands there looking at them. Hmm. I tell him, see, that's something you should be afraid of. The rookie asks me what the hell these things are doing out here, and for some reason, I just open up and tell him the truth. Or what I've been told is the truth. I could have gotten in a lot of trouble for doing what I did, and I get in a lot of trouble for repeating it to you, but you're a nice kid, and I want you to stop looking into this. Quit while you're ahead. It goes for all of you guys, quit while you're ahead, you know, if you're doing something you don't like. (laughs) Just quit. So I'll tell you what I know. Under the condition that you never breathe a word of this to the sups, superiors, I guess. I told him I wouldn't say a word, and he double checks that our radios are off. When I first started out, we were less than tight-lipped about them. Other things that happened out here, we warned people before they were even hired that there was weird shit going on. I guess the Forest Service was tired of having such a massive turnover rate, and they wanted people to know what they were getting into. So they started having people sign these agreements that they wouldn't go out to the media about what they were going to see. The Forest Service didn't want to scare people away, so the last thing they needed were spooked rookies running off to the media with stories of ghosts and haunted stairs. Mm-mm. But eventually, they found out that the agreements weren't necessary. People not only didn't want to talk about what they saw, they wouldn't. A few times, media tried to talk to people when kids or hikers would disappear, and no one would say a word. I can't really explain it. I guess we just don't really want to admit anything is wrong. This is our job, to be out of the woods every single day. Out in the woods. We don't need to be spooked. The best way to avoid this is to pretend like everything is okay. So I'll tell you everything that I can think of. And after that, I'm done talking about it for good. And I expect you not to bring it up around me. Ever. The stairs have been out here as long as the parks have existed. We have records going back decades describing them. Sometimes people go up them and nothing happens. Other times... Look, I really don't like talking about this, but sometimes really bad shit happens. I saw one guy get his hand sliced clean off when he got to the top step. He reached out to touch a tree branch and it happened so fast. 
One second his hand was there, and the next it was gone. Completely clean wound. We didn't find his hand, and the guy almost died. Another time, a woman touched one of the stairs and a blood vessel in her brain exploded. Literally exploded, like a water balloon. She sort of stumbled down and came over to me, and all she got out was, I think something is wrong with me. She dropped like a sack of flour, dead before she hit the ground. I never forget the way the blood leaked the inside of her eye. Before she died, I watched it turn red. I watched it happen, and then there, was a, there wasn't a single thing I could do to help. We warn people not to go anywhere near them, but there's always at least one idiot who does. And even if nothing happens to them, something bad always happens. Kids go missing when we're on their trail, someone dies the next day, cut in half in a completely safe part of the park. I don't know why, but something bad always happens. Dun, dun, dun. What are these stairs? So these stairs that he talks about aren't just stairs that you see on hiking trails. They're stairs that look like they're taken from someone's house, like carpeted stairs, for example, and then just placed in the forest. Like usually it's pretty far away from the trails and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's what they say. Plus they um, say that they don't think, see them again, right? The same ones. Yeah, they're always different. And then there was one story in this where they, someone saw a staircase that was flipped upside down. Mm. And it's like, what? Like, where do these come from? What do you think these lead to, Quilly? I know there's like some things where people think it's like... A portal. It leads to a... Yeah, I think it leads to a portal also. Yeah. I think so. Because like really when so. they said that the hand was like put in, it was sliced off. It's as if the hand was just like transported to another place and then they yeah. just didn't take the it rest of it. the body and they just took it because they couldn't find it afterwards exactly that's what I think too do you guys and they don't the want paranormal? anyone finding out I kind of do I do too it's like hard to explain some of these things yeah. like some of these stories today there's just no no explanation except for, especially for these forest stories mm. i think that these are like the person who wrote this is someone from the states it's yeah. one of the national, national parks, parks in the states they didn't say which one to protect his job obviously mm. his or her job well they did say him, but goat man's bridge and we all know that on buzzfeed unsolved shane and ryan went to a place called the goat man's bridge Oh, yeah? Where's that? Uh, I actually don't remember. We have to check out the episode. But if you watch that episode, you'll probably see where they went because they showed how they got there. So it might oh. be around that area or at least near that state. That area. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Okay, so we know... Mm-hmm. We know about the staircases Approximately now. which area. Mm-hmm. Where, where yeah. They are. Honestly, if you think about it, the woods are so big that... It's very likely mm-hmm. that there's stuff that we don't understand. Same with the ocean, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way we explored every single part mm-hmm. of the forest. Yeah. Even though it's on land, like, there's still so much of it that we don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, Becca. It's very spooky. What spooky stories okay. are you going to share with us about okay, the forest? Okay, so mine... Yes, mine are also from the same thread. And this one is from someone named KD, I believe. Might be her initials. Might be 
a nickname or something but this one has to do with a child disappearing so um i'm gonna read it from the halfway point of this this part that she talked about but okay i'm ready i'm ready are you ready Chloe? i am super ready okay okay so I mentioned to her that I was interested in hearing about any experiences she had with people completely disappearing. Her eyes light up, and she leaned in close to me. Want to hear a real doozy? She asked. She tells me how, when she first started, there was a case that got a lot of attention in the media. A family had been out berry picking in an area of the forest, very close to the entrance of the park. They had two little boys, both under the age of five. And at some point during the day, one of them vanishes. There's an absolutely massive search, and they find absolutely nothing. It's another one of those cases where it's like the kid was never there in the first place. The dog just sit down and don't pick up on anything. No trace of the kid is found. The search goes on for about two months, but is eventually called off. Fast forward to six months later, the family comes back to, a pl to place flowers at a memorial that's been set up there for the kid. They bring their other son. While they're placing the flowers, they lose sight of the kid for about three seconds, and in that span of time, he vanishes into thin air. Now, obviously, the parents are beyond devastated. It's awful enough to lose one child, but to lose two is beyond imagining. The search is huge, one of the largest in state history. There are about 300 volunteers come combing every inch of this park looking for this kid, but again, there's no trace of him. The search goes on for about a week, with people looking for miles from the part of the park he, was, he vanished from. And then, almost two weeks later, a volunteer almost 15 miles from the designated search area radios in that he's found the kid. They assume that the kid was dead, but the volunteer said that he's not only alive, he's in good shape. Katie and her team go out to recover the kid, and when she and when they get there, she can't believe that this is the kid that has that's been missing. His clothes are clean, there's no dirt on him anywhere, and he doesn't appear traumatized. The volunteer says he found the kid sitting on a log, playing with a little twig bundle that's bound together with some old rope. Katie asks him where he's been, who he was with for two weeks, and the kid tells her that he's been with the fuzzy man. Now Katie firmly believes in Bigfoot, so she gets all excited and asks what he means by fuzzy. Was he hairy? But the kid says no, he wasn't hairy, he was a fuzzy man. He describes a man that's blurry, like when you close your eyes but not all the way closed. He says that the man came out of the trees and took the kid with with him deep into the woods the kid says he slept in a hollow tree and the fuzzy man gave him berries to eat katie asks if the man was mean if he scared the kid and the kid says no he wasn't scary but i didn't like how he didn't have eyes katie oh. says they get <laughs> they get the kid back to headquarters and a cop takes him into town to talk to him more about what happened she's friends with the cop that talked to him and she said the kid described being kept in this tree by the fuzzy man and given berries whenever he was hungry 
He was allowed to wander around a very specific clearing, but when he tried to go further, the fuzzy man would get mad and yell real loud, even though he didn't have a mouth. Oh my <gasps> when the kid got scared at night, the fuzzy man made it go brighter and gave, the, gave him a, the twig bundle. He said the fuzzy man was going to keep him, but he had to let him go because the kid wasn't the right kind. He either can't or won't elaborate more on that. The cops are just sort of left scratching their heads, and the search for his brother is renewed with no results. The kid has no idea where his brother might be, and they never find him. <sighs> Do you think the fuzzy Spooky. man took the brother and killed him? I think he definitely took the other brother. Yeah, but then why does he mean by this one not being the right kind? Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I really, I have no idea. Y'all keep in mind that these are like, if we're gonna say that these are like a real Reddit post, then this is allegedly a real story that was told to the author by his friend. Yes. Katie. Yes. Dang. Yeah. Very crazy. And the fact that it was. Like, the kid actually disappeared, and they had, like, a whole search going, and it was covered in the media for a little bit. I mean, spooky. Uh, ooh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't like people with no faces. Right? Same. And there's a lot There's a lot of stories in the Reddit posts, if you read it, that are about people. People mm -hmm. with no faces. Yeah, we highly yeah. recommend this Reddit post, but don't read it at night. <laughs> Yeah, if you get spooked easily, we wouldn't recommend it to you either. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. It's really good. Damn. Oh my god. Damn. Imagine seeing that. Yo, you know how like they say little kids see more than adults do in terms of mm -hmm. like paranormal stuff? Do you think that's like mm -hmm. a thing? I think that's a thing. Yeah. I think so I think too. In in a lot of these stories most of them are kids disappearing. Mm -hmm. Then kids and are easier to why. take too. And yeah, I, I feel like they're smaller, so they're better targets. And then maybe it's like fresh meat. Yeah, I think so. It's easier to take. Maybe they're able to see them too. I think maybe I too. If it's like the fuzzy man, maybe adults can't see them. Yeah. Bruh. Right? But then, you know how, like, they were searching for him, right? Mm -hmm. But then during that time, they couldn't see him. So do you think they took him to another dimension? Oh, <gasps> that's possible. Because they said his clothes right? wasn't dirty, right? But then, like, apparently he was living in a, a tree, which I would assume yeah. is kind of dirty. Exactly. How did, would his clothes be this clean? And he's, like, well-fed, too, off berries. Yeah, and then how could no one have seen him? If there's like a huge search and like helicopters are around and it's a huge thing going on. Yeah, what do you guys Kinda think? Kind of weird. Yeah. Super weird. Very oh. weird. Very weird. Damn. Yeah, so those are two stories from that Reddit thread. It's really long, but mm -hmm. really worth reading if you're into spooky things. I do have one more. It's like one of my favorites Ooh. from this okay, okay. The same author. Um, yeah, and it's super short, so we can we can okay. go over this before we move on to a different location. <gasps> okay. Okay. So this one, 
a young couple out for a hike in the rocky areas of my park reported to me yesterday that they had seen something strange out on a peak I'm very familiar with. They were taking turns looking through a pair of binoculars when the man noticed a hiker climbing up a very steep part of the cliff face. He watched the man scale the slope and it didn't occur to him until the incident was over that the person had no climbing gear. When the climber reached the top of the peak, which was about five miles away, they turned and faced the young man. He said whoever or whatever this person was was looking right at them. The climber waved in an exaggerated manner before snapping in half at the waist, sideways, and leaping off the peak. <laughs> the young man didn't see where the climber landed. I sent them on their way with assurances that I'd check it out. I lied. I wouldn't be turning in a report because there are 10 others exactly like it. The climber is well known in that area. I don't question it anymore. Dude, as I was reading yeah. that, I got the shivers. <laughs> yeah, I got shivers. I got shivers hearing it again. That one is so creepy. The fact right. that there's so many cases like this, and then they're at a point where they just kind of like shrug it off and yeah. keep going, and just like, okay, this is another one of those things that we just don't have an answer to. And I we're bet, just like, going to have to yeah. move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as like a search and rescue person, they must be either so desensitized, have PTSD, or like, that's why they have such a high turnover rate. No one wants to deal with that. But yeah. honestly, yeah. Their, their job is very important. Like, um, helping important. citizens stay safe in the area and looking for loved ones, like super important, but it's also super hard. Yeah. Like, on top Major of, respect exactly. to them. On top of like the physical exertion they need, they don't even mention the mental health problems and the paranormal now. Yeah. yeah. And some of these stories, like we chose ones that aren't super graphic, but some of these stories are very, very graphic. And it's like, I can't imagine if I was in their position being okay with just seeing things like that daily. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Well, right. I guess we're leaving the forest now. <laughs> Ooh, we're out of the forest. Ooh. We're into the next. In the sun. The next workplace. Next workplace. Becca, what do you have for us today? Okay. So this one is also from r slash no sleep, and this takes place in a McDonald's <gasps> drive-through. Oh, okay. I'm scared because there's like McDonald's everywhere, and I don't want this to make me not like nuggets. I know. Anymore. I know. Right. Same. So. The post is, I work the night shifts at an isolated McDonald's drive-thru. I was given a list of rules to follow. So, during the summer break of my junior year of high school, I worked as a McDonald's employee. I was 17 and pretty naive at the time. I desperately needed money to add to my college fund. My parents did not plan it out so well, so there was a really high chance I wouldn't go to college if I didn't get a job. I was mostly busy during the whole day. I was a day person, and I wasn't pr very productive at night. During the day, I was either hanging out with friends, working out, studying, or learning and practicing for coding competitions to add to my portfolio. And usually at night, I wasn't doing anything. The most productive thing at night was just some plain old written homework. Because of the reasons mentioned above, and because of the fact that I did not sleep a lot at night, approximately 3-4 to four hours, 
I decided to kill two birds with one stone and take a night shift job. That way I could get paid for doing absolutely zero mental work and get my homework done. So I applied to a lot of places, but I have to admit I was a big fan of fast food, so fast food jobs were on the top of my priority list. So when I got a job at McDonald's, it was a no-brainer for me. The McDonald's was located a bit on the outskirts of town, probably for travelers, but I didn't mind as long as I was getting paid. And it being isolated also meant that it would be comparatively, comparatively fewer customers, so I might even get a chance to squeeze in another hour of sleep. At work. That's where he was wrong. I <laughs> sleep at work. <laughs> the fact that he planned to sleep I, at work. <laughs> Yikes, that's where, yeah, that's where it went wrong, actually. Oh my, oh my. I got into my dad's car and went to the store. It looked pretty dreary. The outside walls had a bit of mold on them. I entered the small building to be greeted by a middle-aged man standing behind the counter. He greeted me with a smile and a nod of acknowledgement. He took me to the drive through booth where I would be receiving orders and explained how everything worked, the ice cream machines, soft drink dispensers, and the fryers. After he had given a quick tour of the building, he brought me back to the counter, took a deep breath, and said, Hey kid, do you believe in ghosts and stuff? Red flag. No, but why do you ask? I inquired. I know I am going to sound absolutely insane for this, but you have to follow some rules while working here. Now, I know all of them sound unbelievable, but trust me, they are as real as it gets. They could even cost you your life. I looked puzzled. What are the rules? And has anyone been hurt or something? I said. He pulled out his phone. He had multiple photos of teenagers who formerly worked there, but apparently ignored the rules and have gone missing since. Why don't you go to the cops? I asked him interrogatively. Because no one believes me, he says, his voice getting shaky. They conduct a full search of the area. They think I am insane. He almost burst into tears, but he composed himself and begged me to follow the rules and take them seriously. I said that I would, and his face lit up. He handed me the list of rules, thanked me, and left. I reluctantly smoothed out the piece of paper and started reading. List of rules to survive a night. Oh Rule one, God. keep the lights on the drive-through counter where you'll hand the food, where you hand the customer the food on at all times with, a, with an exception to rule five. There's a creature just lurking nearby waiting for the lights to go out and letting your guard down. Rule two, there are security cameras next to the counter table. Always check who is in the drive-through. If the person ordering is in a black Range Rover Evoque with tinted windows, do not speak a word to him. He will stop bothering you if you ignore his angry threats and drive away in a few minutes. If you speak to him, however, he is going to break into your booth and attack you like a wild animal. God knows what his entity is and that he... God knows what entity he is that can mimic a human voice so perfectly. Rule 3 if someone orders fries, tell them you're all out because you do not want to open a bag of frozen fries at midnight. Trust me, the scent will attract unwanted attention and it'll end well for no one. Rule 4. If you hear your name being called from behind you, stop everything you're doing, lay down and close your eyes. You might feel teeth on your limbs or a giant talons rubbing against your head or torso, 
but please do not move. It will be gone after you hear a demonic giggling. Huh? Rule five. If you see a five-year-old girl with no eyes oh standing my. in the driveway looking oh, directly at the camera, lock all the doors and windows and close all the lights. You might hear screaming, roaring, and screeching from the outside. Once it's been a minute since the sound has ceased, turn the lights back on and continue with your job. Rule six. If you hear people in the main dining area, do not check that out. No one is there. Since the place will be locked, it's just another distraction by the creature lurking nearby. Rule seven. If the lights go out by themselves, chop off a toe or a finger. Huh? And place it on. I know. Right? Right? Why would you want to work here? Right? Place it on the drive through counter and duck it behind. Duck behind it. You'll hear low growls followed by a quick snatching sound. Get up once the lights are back and check the counter. If your finger slash toe is missing, congratulations, you're gonna live to see another day. If the finger slash toe is still there, just pray to God it kills you quickly and doesn't take its time cherishing your screams. Ooh, spooky. Rule 8. It is advised that you do not sleep. Yep, that's the last one. It is advised you do not sleep because then you can miss your name being called or the five-year-old girl or the laughing and the talking sounds of people in the talk in the dining area, which can cost you your life. <sighs> okay, so then Wait, he talks question. about what actually happens. Mm-hmm. So he read this and he was okay with this? And he just continued Right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I think maybe he thought it wasn't a joke that serious. Yeah. And then he started the shift. Oh my and God. this is what happens. Okay. Let's I go. was puzzled. If this was a joke, it better it was a terrible one. I thought to myself, just before noticing movement in one of the bushes in the drive thru, you know how you think you can be brave and fight through the fear during a fight or a flight situation? Well nope. Your body actually seizes up when facing the fear on without a warning. Somewhere in my heart, I believed that this list was fake, or an elaborate prank, but I didn't want to take any chances, so I decided to comply by the rules. For the first hour of the night, literally nothing paranormal happened. I didn't even get a customer till then. Till then, this will be easy. I sighed and thought to myself, flipping through the cameras every 20 minutes, I almost didn't notice a little girl peeking through a bush. Her eye sockets were devoid of eyes. I looked at them and they seemed void of any human emotion. They were evil in a way. The more I looked in them, the more I wanted to cry. I was so fixated, I almost forgot to switch the lights off. But I remember rule 5 and I got under the counter after switching the lights off. I heard something slam against the wall left wall of the booth like something big had lashed out and tried to break through the wall then i heard quick footsteps followed by the cries of a little girl the cries kept on increasing in the ten- in intensity to the point where i thought i would actually go deaf i covered my ears but i could ob- but obviously could still hear the cries the cries ceased within 30 seconds and i heard a low growl the growl was followed by the sounds of roaring and slashing of meat the sounds were so disgusting that I threw up all over the floor. After collecting myself mentally, I then got up and turned the lights back on. I cleaned the puke and contemplated what had I just been through. Before I was even finished thinking about this, I heard people talking. The noise 
was very distant. I couldn't make out any words, just laughs, giggles, and overlapping voices. The night was still was eerily silent, so I could hear every little thing that that went every little thing that went bump in the night. I was just about to go check it out when I remembered some rules regarding this specific event. I reread the list and found it. It was rule six. I had to just ignore it and it'd go away. And so I did. I put on my earphones and I started with some schoolwork. Almost one hour passed. Nothing happened. When finally a customer came through the drive-thru, I served them and was happy that there was actually people starting to come now. I saw another car pulling up. I was really happy now. I wasn't along in this hellhole any longer. My good mood was immediately put Yes! <laughs> My good mood was immediately put off when I saw it was a black Range Rover with tinted windows. I didn't speak to the angry man on the other side. He screamed his order then said, I know you're in there. Are you deaf? I didn't reply and kept my cool. Ten minutes later, it was gone. My shift is over. Now I'm sitting here typing this, contemplating if this job is really worth the $200 a day or not. I wanted to quit, but the guy begged me not to, and that he would double my pay since it was so, uh, since I was so good at it. But I don't want to risk my life again. <gasps> Why? Not worth it. Not worth no, it. I would not. Bro, what the? I'm surprised it's still open. It's like, still why there. Why would the guy continue to operate it there? Where is it? I mean, I don't know where it is, but I mean, like the guy, the owner knows that this is happening, yeah. and he's just letting it happen. And why just is the owner not, not just closing it down? Himself then, that, does he want all his workers to cut yeah. off a finger? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? <gasps> Jeez, bro, it's very spooky. I would no. not be able to do it. Dude, I would like Little at the girl. first sign when he's like, "Do you believe in God?" I'd be like, "You know what? Fuck that! I don't need this job." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's like you know what? Not worth it. Why are you bringing this up? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about? Do you have a ghost story, or mm-hmm. or is this place haunted? Is like, this related to the job? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine going to the job interview, and then he's like, "So, how are you with?" the paranormal world oh you mean like do i watch scary movies on halloween not really (laughs) i'm not that great at that oh my god dude yeah scary i hope that whoever's working there right now is okay that they got a priest to exercise the place or something why haven't they done that yet like what what, yeah honestly (laughs) yeah exorcism required rule is the one with the chopping yeah, of the finger? Like, huh? <laughs> like, has he done it before? How does he know he needs to do that? Yeah! Maybe someone did it. And then and he was survived. like, oh, that's a good trick. That's a good trick. Yeah. Um, but then it doesn't even guarantee that they wouldn't attack you. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's just like... It's just like... A possibility. It's like... It's like whether I take you now or take you later. Yeah. <laughs> that's so spooky oh my god i hate that right oh my god <sighs> yeah i hope he quit i hope, really hope he quit i hope this wasn't his last entry and then he went missing or something <laughs> right yeah sometimes i wonder like how many else. cases of missing people are like human trafficking versus like uh, murder versus paranormal now <laughs> Yeah, that's one scary McDonald's. 
Yeah, I don't know. There's a notorious McDonald's in Toronto that stabbings always occur at. <laughs> Which one? Spadina and Dundas Street. Wait, I didn't know. I didn't know it was that one. Yeah, it's the <gasps> I one didn't know that's right so at well Chinatown. Yeah, so there's we have a really famous McDonald's right at, in Chinatown. It's on Spadina and Dundas, and people always get poked there. <laughs> I thought it was known because it's just weird stuff happened there. Like yeah. weird things. That like include very... poking. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't know it included that type of stuff. And maybe like pew pews. Some pew pews here and there. Mm, okay. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I thought it was just like people yelling at each other, you know? Oh, that too. That too. That type of stuff, you know? Mm hmm. Different kind of poking as well, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yikes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Demonic yeah. poking. <laughs> oh, All right. Okay. I have the last story of the day. Oh. And it's called the Midnight Bus 375, also known as the Bus to Fragrant Hills. So it's basically a Chinese urban legend. Whether you guys believe it or not is up to you. It's set in Beijing on the night of the 14th of November, 1995. Quick side note here. Asians don't like or Chinese people. I, I think other cultures maybe too, but they don't like the word number 14 because it's a homonym to death or like getting killed and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Okay, so let's continue. An old man... Some say an old woman was waiting at a bus stop for the midnight bus, picking up a conversation with the only other person at the stop who was a quiet young gentleman also waiting for the same bus. When the midnight bus 375, which is the last bus for Route 375 from the Yuanming Huan bus terminus finally came, they both boarded on. The old man took a seat near the front of the bus while the young man sat a couple rows behind him. There was no other man along with them except the driver and a decent lady ticket collector. After a while, the driver spotted two shadows by the side of the road, waving at the bus. Then the driver stopped and when the doors opened, three people got on the bus. There were two men who were supporting a third man between them, holding him up by his shoulders. The man in the middle was looking disheveled and his head was bowed so nobody could see his face and there was a dismal calm atmosphere in the bus. Shortly after that, the old man picked a fight with the young man under some silly pretext of stealing the old man's wallet. The altercation escalated and the bus driver forced them both off the bus. When they got off the bus and zoomed away, the old man was no longer angry and he told the young man that he had saved their lives because the three new passengers did not have feet and were floating. They were not living people at all, he explained. After that, they went to the nearest police station to report this unusual thing, but of course, nobody believed them. But the very next day, the bus company issued a statement saying, last night, the final bus for Route 375 has vanished along with the driver and the ticket lady. The police immediately chased down that old man and the young man, who were assumed to be mentally ill when they raised the alarm earlier, and they were both interviewed on the news. 
On the third day, the police revealed the allegedly missing bus 375 to be immersed in a water reservoir about 100 kilometers away from its destination, Xiangshan, aka Fragrant Hills. Inside the bus, there were three very badly decomposed corpses, and the mystery mysteries surrounding this finding include the bus did not have enough petrol for it to keep going that far after a whole day's worth of travel. The police found that the petrol tank was filled with blood instead of petrol. The corpses found were too decomposed for just 48 hours. Even if it was summer, the process of decomposition would not be this quick. An autopsy confirmed that there had been no intentional meddling with the bodies either. The police also went through all the security camera tapes set up for the various entrances to access the reservoir, but found nothing out of the ordinary. This urban legend can be found with various sequences in other versions and this was the most popular of them all. However, the urban legend may have based on a true story that could be related to a strange paranormal event. As well, it might be related to a real case of murder in Beijing. Damn. Dun dun dun. Spooky! Yeah. I've heard this one before, but I forgot that the blood mm. was filled in the gas tank. Yeah, that's, <gasps> that's that so part's the scary. worst. So we actually yeah. found this from a creator on Twitter. TikTok, TikTok. And uh, we decided yeah. to share it here as well. Yeah. It's very creepy. Ooh. I'm the kind of person who chooses to believe these stories because that makes mm-hmm. life more interesting. Yeah, I think right? so. I'm sure there are a lot of things out there that we don't have explanations to. And there's like so many stories related to... Mm-hmm. Things that are just unexplained, like the forest stories. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. So, like, I this feel is another one of those things that it, it wasn't that long ago either. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, it what? was nineteen ninety-five. It's pretty recent. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a lot longer. Yeah, like but, maybe wow. like early, early, but it wasn't. It was like right before the two thousands. I wow. find like the interesting part about all these paranormal stories is that if you choose to not believe it you're gonna have a worse time you know you might as well fully immerse yourself and believe it at least for that moment and it'll be more exciting yeah for sure (laughs) yeah because then how else can you explain it guys exactly that it's fake nah we didn't take that excuse (laughs) no no there really is no explanation, so the best explanation has to be, you know, it, it happened. It, it is what it is. Exactly. Yo. It did happen. The Are fuzzy you, man is real. The fuzzy man. They, the the ghost passengers. Yeah. The demon staircase to demon Range Rover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all real. All real. You know when? Um, okay. Spoiler warning, if you have not finished watching Squid Game, do not continue for the next few minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. You know when we mentioned that no one believed them when they were telling the stories to, like, the police and stuff? Or, yeah, it reminded me of that moment when Gihan was like, I went to this game and they want to kill people. And then everyone's like, bro, you're crazy. 
Yeah, it makes you think how many people actually report stuff like this and then don't get any traction because everyone just thinks they're crazy. Yeah, they get turned down. Like, honestly, if someone came up to me with a story like this, I would have doubt too. But what if it was real? Yeah, there's just too many. There's too many stories like this mm. that it's like, it might be worth, might be worth giving in the listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might be worth listening to us next week as well because we're also going to bring some creepy stories. Next week as in next time we post. Yeah, yeah. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening to some creepy stories today. We'll have more to come. And we'll even be doing a special Squid Game episode yeah. somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. Because Squid Game was definitely... It was spooky. a good game. <laughs> yeah, it was good. So yeah, thank you so much, guys. We hope you enjoyed listening to these stories. If you guys have any creepy stories, if you have any personal paranormal experiences that you want to share we have our uh forms our forms link is always open you can always dm us or you can even comment down below of this youtube video mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that is all you can send us your favorite spooky stories too like maybe your favorite reddit threads and we could read them too yeah we love reading them we might even do this when it's not halloween because we we like reading them a lot Mm -hmm. yeah so have a great spooky season bye bye thank you for listening to the bbt pod our music is by our friend at soundcloud.com slash m-i-e-r-u-k-o see y'all next time Bye. bye